You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. God damn it. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I am the color man, Big Dev. T. Melissa. <laughs> And, and I'm Dave. What 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 an opening! I know, and we're leaving it. No editing. That's it. This is how we rule, guys. It's what uh, I do. We're gonna call. We're gonna start calling you interrupting Melissa because Kale's not here to interrupt. Yeah. So now it's you. Well, I mean, somebody had to step up. Yeah, yeah. right. Just somebody to go has roll. to take on yeah. that role. Somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> well, then we In have a, a treat. <laughs> we have a treat today, Melissa, because Dave is doing, uh, he's going to be the historian today. And I don't think, like, you've done, like, shows where you're the historian, but usually, like, you're more just, like, here for, you know, hanging out and, like, joking around. I'm, I'm here for the color commentary most times, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Usually do shows. So, yeah. yeah, so today, uh, Dave's got a show, but before we do that, you know what we got to do, guys. Raise your glasses. Kachug. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. <sighs> Living like potty animals with my water. <laughs> hey, we're just, you know, making sure our livers are going to be able to handle all the wine we drink tonight. So that's right. I already know I'm drinking tonight. So yeah, <laughs> got right, got to plan smartly. All right, so yeah. I'm bringing my pen just in case too. <laughs> <laughs> So we we've so a lot of the episodes that we've done mostly uh, because Calvin um, have have centered around like slavery uh, and 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 that era and so sticking in that same time frame I found a couple of like really interesting kind of funny weird stories uh, from the Civil War uh, you know which was the whole let's bring slavery to an end so the first oh I just totally clicked the wrong button hold on do 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 something's about to launch on my yeah yeah. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, sorry, I was launching the other program for some stupid reason. Uh, so, okay, so everybody knows, uh, like, how, okay, so what was the first battle of the Civil War? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, you're having me go right, way far back, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, every, every, so the Civil War started when the, when the Confederates attacked Fort Sumter. Um, so, okay. so, but what, what, <laughs> but people don't understand, like, exactly how, ridiculous the timing and the situation leading up to that happens so like <laughs> to start with the, the the best part about this is that i'm sorry this actually this just makes me laugh all the way through it you're like giggling like a little 12 year old girl i am because it's like it's just it's so like 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 war is such a serious topic and everybody's like oh you know the battle of fort sumter and you know the and francis scott key and you know the, the, the all that kind of and but it but it's like it's hilarious how this happened so like a month before the they actually attacked fort sumter fort sumter um <laughs> there was an inexperienced gunner uh, who screwed up and just discharged a cannon firing on Fort Sumter a month before they were planning to actually attack. So because of the way it was, so, you know, Fort Sumter's uh, out on an island. So the Confederates actually then rode over to Fort Sumter and apologized. And 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 but they were like, hey, sorry, sorry, uh, Jim Bob uh, screwed up, and we did, we didn't actually mean to fire that cannon at you. Uh, d- don't worry. Sorry, so sorry. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Canadian? <laughs> right, right. Sorry, we're so we're so sorry. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But so the worst part is, is that so then a month later, when they do launch the attack, the Confederates fired over three 
thousand shells at the fort and never hurt. They never even injured a single Union soldier. Wow. Like no, wow. no Union soldiers were injured with 3,000 shells fired at the fort by the Confederates. So in other words, they were stormtroopers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but the thing is, is so the uh, the, the fort uh, still decided to surrender because they realized that they were going to be outgunned, and eventually they were going to get lucky. Uh, and so, a the, the and this is one of those ones. Like, I feel like there are certain people throughout time that just own a name, and and so the Confederate officer's name that rode out to negotiate the terms of the surrender was named Richard Pryor. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> spelled, oh. Oh my. spelled the same way <laughs> and so it's yeah and, and he's a confederate officer named richard Pryor, um wow. who goes over and so uh and as you know they're discussing things and they're yakking and, and as one does in the middle of negotiating a surrender uh richard Pryor casually gets up pours himself a glass of whiskey and downs it in one shot here's the problem the the bottle that he grabbed wasn't whiskey. It was a bottle of med- of medical iodine that just happened to be sitting nearby in a similar looking glass. Uh, so <laughs> now again, he's so this is the they're trying to negotiate a surrender. So they the army doctors have to start frantically pumping his stomach while the union officers are trying to figure out how they're going to explain that they poisoned the negotiator. <laughs> hey. If he got up and did it himself, that's on him. Okay, but who's like, going to believe that story? Who's who's going to believe the story? I, I believe that story. <laughs> it is not fake news. Like no, 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 no. We didn't poison him. He he he, yeah. he grabbed it and drank it himself. Honest. Uh, so he did manage to. I sh- look like whiskey. I'm just yeah. It's brown. Uh, I mean, it's it's, not, I mean, it's dark, isn't it? Well, but so's whiskey, and and I mean, again, we're talking about we're talking about the late eighteen hundreds. It's not like the distilling properties for either were all that great at that point. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so uh, Pryor did survive, uh, and so everything was good, and uh, they negotiate the surrender, and <laughs> the Union commander decides to order his gunners to fire a salute, like, "Hey, you won, rah rah." Uh, so the gunners. Because they didn't really get, they didn't have much, you know, they didn't do much. They didn't fire back very much during the entire, like when they were getting 3,000 shells fired at them, apparently. Uh, The gunners piled up the cartridges next to their cannons. It got super windy. And so when they actually started to launch, uh, when they actually started to fire the salute, it triggered an explosion that killed two of the Union soldiers, the only Union soldiers to die during the Battle of Fort Sumter. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so dumb. So and and while wow. this is so uh, yeah, so that that's 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 the uh, the comedy of of the of the uh, Battle of Fort Sumter. The flip side of it is, you know, anybody who studied uh, any of you know Civil War history knows that uh, the Battle of Shiloh uh, was one of the bloodiest. I mean, it was like there were just thousands of soldiers on on both sides uh it was it was a it was basically a if i recall correctly it was a two and a half day long battle um where it was just a it was a constant thing uh there wasn't very much time for uh medics to tend the wounded um and and the sad reality is is at so with a battle still raging on um many of the wounded soldiers uh were just kind of left on the battlefield um for in some case days 
and 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 so this was like a like obviously a, just a horrible dark time. Um, but then something really weird happens um, as the wounded man, as you know, they you know got these you know bullet holes in them and that kind of stuff, and they're laying there writhing in agony. The the other soldiers notice this really peculiar phenomena where some of their wounds started glowing. Um, okay. And and so you know the medics you know the it, it was and it, there was this just like this weird glowing sheen. It was clearly visible in the dark, um, and nobody understood what the hell was happening. Uh, so the medics started, uh, you know, basically at night would use this as a way to go find troops in the dark. Hmm. Um, and 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 would be able to get them back. And and the really weird thing that they noticed was if a soldier had one of these glowing wounds, they would heal up um, much better than a soldier who did not have those injuries. Now, some of that could be attributed to the fact that, well, they were able to go out at night and find the soldiers with the glowing injuries and therefore actually give them medical treatment. Right. Um, but like it was just really it was so it was just one of those things that like nobody really understood. Um, and so the phenomena became known as the angels glow. Um, and it, it was a complete mystery, uh, that like nobody understood what the hell was going on. Like there were, you know, people, you know, there was, you know, was it, was it divine? Was it, you know, God was trying to protect those soldiers? Was it this? Was it that? Uh, but the odd thing is, so the secret of the angel's glow was finally solved in 2001 by two high school students. So not professors not <laughs> university researchers not no it was two high school kids in 2001 uh who decided to take this on as a science fair project and what they figured out was there is a bacteria uh that occurs in nature called uh panellus stypticus uh which is a quote-unquote good bacteria uh and it has bioluminescent uh, bioluminescent properties and so the theory is that there were a lot of insects and that kind of stuff, you know, zipping around the battlefield. Uh, and well, go figure, insects are attracted to the dead and dying. Um, and so it was those insects that transported that bacteria to the wounds. Um, and and th that's how they got infected by it. Uh, and it turned out to actually be a really good thing. But and so here's the other kick. Uh, so this particular bacteria is not designed like it's it's not something that typically infects humans uh because it won't survive at our normal body temperature so at a you know a typical you know 98.6 or whatever you want to call it um it kills off the bacteria which is why it's not really a huge thing but because this battle happened during the cold a lot of the wounded soldiers were also affected by hypothermia uh right. And so it allowed that bacteria to survive, uh, which in turn let them go ahead and survive their wounds. That's that is crazy. so crazy. Whoa, science. Wow. <laughs> and then... Oh, sorry. Uh, and then the, the last one. Uh, so, you know, again, just Civil War era. Uh, so as we've just learned or as we've learned over and over and over again not exactly the most uh you know hygienic of times uh you right. know you you would have these folks you know just wandering for you know or, or you know out in battlefields for months and months and months on end it's not like hygiene was a big thing to begin with uh and so they they had a lot a lot of issues uh, you know, and they, you know, food was hard to come by. Lots of manual labor. You know, they're walking around in you know boots, and that's where like you know trench foot and all that kind of stuff comes from. Uh, so there was one extra thing uh, that got thrown into the mix, and it was called army itch. 
Is that like jo- like jock itch? <laughs> <laughs> but like they just called it army itch. Because, I mean, a, know, a, a, a little bit. Army. Yeah, exactly. I just got to give it a cooler name because because it's yeah. military. Imagine how much those trenches stink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably like being at a convention. Ah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, okay, they, probably worse. The like, pro- probably times zero. like ten. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends on which con you're going to. There, there are some right. that are worse than others. Let's let's be clear. Uh, so, but army itch was like basically a skin condition um, that would that just ripped through the regiments, and it was like it get it got worse and worse every month, um, and it would actually cause your uh, the the soldier's skin to swell up and blister uh, to the point where some soldiers became like just a total mass of sores. And, and I wanted to make, and I, I highlighted this and painful pus oozing lacerations. Uh, and so like, not only would they swell up, but then the skin would actually break uh, when it reached, you know, at the edge of its tensile strength and just start oozing. Um yeah, I'm so well, and, I'm not drinking right now. Oh no, and and the worst part would have turned my stomach. Oh yeah, well, and the worst part is, is so you know you've you know your skin swelling up and blistering. That's bad enough, but wait, there's more. The entire so you, their entire body basically itched constantly and uncontrollably. So now, like you've you've got and it's you know these you know not like a whole lot of calamine lotion uh, floating around then. Not like you know they could just whip you know down some Benadryl and make this all go away. Uh, it was yeah. So and then it got so bad that like their hands would swell up so badly that literally their fingers could not touch each other. Like they would like their their hands would just get swollen up and deformed that they're like their hands would just be in like this weird. Yeah, just bizarre. Uh, so and again, uh, it became it was a mystery until 2006 uh, when uh, they discovered that it was just scabies. Um, it was a uh, but it was, you know, it's it's a mite infection that swept through the armies uh, and the barracks and battlefields. Um, and again, something that's relatively, you know, not an issue if you have proper hygiene. But that wasn't a thing during the Civil War area era. Uh, and so, yeah. There you go. Three, uh, three odd but fun uh, Civil War stories. Oh, scabies! They're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scabies! I mean, I mean, let's yeah. be real. I, I, I picked army itch because I knew there would inevitably be jock itch jokes. Um, oh. You know, and I'm sorry. Like the the whole thing with the bioluminescent bacteria was just fascinating to me um, yeah. from a biochem perspective. Yeah. And yeah. Fort Sumter, uh, dude named the dude named Richard Pryor from the South. I mean, that's uh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, and the cool who poisoned thing. himself? Who poisoned himself? <laughs> which is still like I do like that whole because everybody like takes it so seriously and like oh you know the Battle of Fort Sumter and things were like you know that was the start of it but like nobody talks about like how dumb that chain of events actually was. <laughs> <that started. Right. laughs> um, there's a lot of um, plants. Well, not a lot, but there are like plants that are bioluminescent. Um, there's all kinds of things found in nature that um, algae. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are certain mosses that like grow in caves and mm-hmm. give off light. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that it was like a bacteria or, you know, something like that. that, that well, and it's, and it's just a weird, like, and to me, like that was just a weird confluence of events where it's not only is it a bioluminescent bacteria, but it, it, it's not, it, it's not one that survives in the human body normally. And so were it not for the fact that they were shot and dying during cold weather season and suffering right. from hypothermia, the insects that were infecting them, ew, wouldn't it wouldn't have made any difference and they would have just died there. And then the light, you know, the glow was able, you know, was used by the, the doctors to be or the, the medical team to be able to go find them at night when they were less likely to get shot. 
Right. No, I, I mean, I, it's almost it. That's just crazy. It's like the perfect storm for the, yeah. that to actually happen. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. I don't know. A whole, awesome. I, I don't know a ton about the Civil War. Obviously, I know like, you know, the big the big highlights. But uh, that, that was an interesting story. Yeah, It's interesting to find little interesting factoids about. Yep. Like yeah. Yeah, because like uh, you said, it's like usually it's always serious, and oh know, yeah, to, to get a little bit of humor out of it, you gotta find levity. Well, I do. I feel, I feel like I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to stick to. Yeah. I believe one of the overarching themes of the show is that we find the super dark shit and find a way to laugh at it. Like that. Right. <laughs> if you don't laugh at it, you'll go insane. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, all right. Well, I think it's time to pop out the plugs. Uh, I'll go first. StephanieMenard.com for most of your Stephanie Menard needs. Also, dogs are really cute. So if you see one, you should probably pet it and or hug it and or kidnap it and bring it home. Just saying. Not my dogs, though. Don't kidnap them. I was like, are, are you advocating for the kidnapping of dogs? Like, no. <laughs> is that what just happened? Not necessarily. No. Wink. <laughs> but if you see dogs, pet yeah. all the dogs. Yes. Uh, so yeah, obviously, uh, again, uh, podcast Detroit, all the things, um, it and the D all the things, uh, you know, check us out. We've got a fun show. We've, we're clearly not doing any of our networking events or podcaster meetups, uh, anytime soon. Um, which really drives me batshit crazy because we haven't done one since February and, and I'm used to doing at least one, if not two every month. Um, but you know, it, exactly. Uh, just damn Corona. Just yeah, COVID ruined everything. Uh, but hey, good news! We're, it's almost time for the election, and I hear the rumor is uh, COVID disappears on November fourth. So we'll go. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about that. Right. I mean, according to Whitmer, she just said that if Joe Biden wins, then COVID's going to go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all restrictions are going to go away. Ugh. Uh, you know, Source Point Press, Deepwater Games, and Three Art. Wait, what? Uh, all that stuff. Uh, WAP and fuck Steve. <laughs> hey man, we Wham. do some wet ass podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, ass or, or wise ass podcasts. There you go. There that's we that's. Go. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shot of History. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. I am the color man, Big Dev. I'm Melissa. And uh, yeah, Dave.